Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Do we? We talk movies. That's amazing. And in this case, we talk through movies. Uh, <laughs> how's it going, guys? We're doing our Winter Soldier watch-along, as promised, the day of Captain America Civil War. It drops in the States today. I've seen it. I'm going to do my very best not to allude to anything because, hot damn, it's great. Uh, so we're going to watch Winter Soldier. I've seen it many times. It is arguably, I think, the best Marvel film as a movie, maybe tied with Guardians, but we'll get into that as we go along. And uh, Jaden has not seen it. Have I have not seen this has movie. Not seen it I was here. I saw the first one for the first time with you. Right. We're just You're we're going, going through, through the, the whole trilogy. It's pretty exciting. So we're we, have, we have someone that's not seen one of the, without argument, one of the best Marvel movies, perhaps the best Marvel movie. We also have our resident historian and knower of all things, Alan Kistler. Howdy. Who has seen the movie? <laughs> I, I have seen it maybe you know one or seven times. Yeah, so it, it's out there. So, so we're uh, gonna complement each other very well here. It's <laughs> gonna go really well. And I'm just gonna try to be awake enough to keep <laughs> up. So uh, without further ado, hope you enjoy this journey with us. We're gonna watch Winter Soldier in three, two, one. I love the Marvel warm up so much every I l- time. I love trying to re- realize which. Turn a piece apart. Yeah, like yeah. read it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, just the I just bought Marvel bed sheets last night. They have Marvel bed sheets at uh, Box Lunch that Shores drop at, and it's literally uh, Silver Age comic panels with thought bubbles and blurbs and like all that all over the bed, so I can just read myself nice. to sleep every night. It's gonna feel like that every day. That's really sweet. Pretty That's excited. Really Thanks. Sweet. Thanks. So this is Earth. Oh, thank you. <laughs> DC, to be specific. This is this is where I was born. I was having trouble keeping up. Oh my God, there it is. On on your left is interestingly what Marvel Studios says to DC and Warner <laughs> Brothers <laughs> with their films, especially this weekend. Uh, my God, I love that. This is all right. I'm going to talk about storytelling as well at times. <laughs> This is perhaps my favorite character introduction it's, in the Marvel Universe. It's a great character introduction. It's also a great setup. In case you haven't seen the first Captain America movie, you're quickly introduced to, here's a person who's just a better human being physically. Mm-hmm. And it shows the superhumanness in such a funny way. This is great. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and this list changes depending on which region you saw the movie in. Yeah. Oh. And different countries have different <laughs> cultural importances. No arcade fire. Notice. It did Just not. Saying. Did not make the hipster cut. Did not make the. Uh, it's like Coachella, you're gonna love it. You're gonna let me your thing. <laughs> Within three minutes, this movie is already better than most movies. Like, this character introduction, you've introduced three huge Marvel characters and just done it right. You've also done it through true character interaction rather than just exposition dialogue. There was no exposition. We learned... Like, there is exposition, but, but it's, not it's presented as... Dialogue. ...what people would be speaking to each other if right. they were just meeting. And if they were connecting on this thing. Now, we... His name is Sam Wilson. That is, of course, a joke. Because Uncle Sam is yeah. named Sam Wilson. I did not know that. That's a historical thing. It's, it's funnier knowing that. It beautifully sets <laughs> up the difference between Cap 1 and Cap 2 with just the commentary and how things are different for him. Like, I love that two lines of dialogue. We're like, okay, Russo brothers. He's Batroc the Leaper in the comics. And he wears purple and they make it work. I'm so happy to see Frank Grillo just killing it. He's such a good actor. He is. Like, his his character in The Purge is basically the Punisher I thought, the best Punisher I thought we'd get until John Bernthal was the best Punisher we'll ever get. Like, yeah. I wasn't able to write you. I haven't got a chance to because I've been so busy, but I was so excited when I heard about the Punisher oh, TV so show. Good. I know I thought of today. you. I was like, oh, my God. I heard Koi fr- like squeal my dreams in my came head. Actualized. Yeah, I was like, whoa. So, yeah, let's talk about these characters. That is Brock Rumlow, who was introduced in the comics in 1989 as the villain Crossbones. And he has worked for a couple different supervillains. And was was fairly B-list until Brubaker's run, I'd yes, say. Yes, I'd say yeah, he was like he a, was, a B-list villain. Well, he was villain. essentially just one of the Red Skull's better henchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, more brutal, more intelligent. He put together his own skeleton crew at one point that he called it. Which is kind of what this is, yeah. an homage to. Yeah, but but he was not, you know, a mastermind himself. And in the comics in Brubaker's run, they keep that, but they also give him a lot more to do, which I think ties in really well into this storyline. Yeah, and he becomes a corruptive force, which is which is fascinating to see. And uh, This fight scene for me was when I realized the Russo brothers were the best thing to happen to Marvel. Well, uh, for the action stuff, the yet. kick that's about to come off. Oh, up. it's fucking freaking that kick. Just, just insane. He just kicked a man off a boat, and it lets you know. Yes, it's Captain America. If any of you guys still have this idea of that well, he's, he's just a, a shield boy scout, and he's just a shield thrower. No, this no. whole like he literally takes Wait, out an, an armada of men. Like, it was such a smart move storytelling wise to have this in the first ten yeah. minutes to really like show you this is their cap. And it also, it, it again, we're, we're doing character interaction. Mm-hmm. A major thing here is how he relates to Brock Rumlow and how he relates to uh, Natasha, the, scro- the Black Widow. 
I also love his muted shield. Uh, the coloring on the shield and in the new suit works so well for me. Yeah. Uh, it really just shows yeah. who he is in this, this film. Well, and, and it makes sense for what is the purpose of it, because you, you have the bright colors in World War II. He was meant to be a rallying symbol. Right. Now Here he's, he's, he's a fighter off. for justice. Right. So there. <laughs> Which is a great that just tells you so much about what Nat is like mm-hmm. and their relationship. Jasper Sitwell. Long-time S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the Marvel Comics. Occasionally, he was originally introduced as sort of an antagonist for Iron Man. Oh, that's right. I remember that name now. Yeah, he he was uh, a dude who was really convinced Tony Stark was not on the up-and-up. GSP! George St. Pierre, incredible MMA fighter in real life. Awesome Batrock the Leaper in Marvel life. Yes, he plays Batrock the Leaper. Who was introduced in comics in 1966. Who has an incredible mustache. Yes. And and Batrock was introduced as sort of... He was an incredible fighter, incredible martial artist. Yes. Such a boss. I had to shut up during that scene. Yeah, it's too uh, good. <laughs> yeah, Batrock was an incredible uh, martial artist, but also had this sort of nobility to him, mm-hmm. so that he actually respected Cap in many ways. Well, you saw him as, like, an equal fighter. Like, the, the really cool thing with Batrock for me was the, always that, like, he liked fighting people that were hard to fight. Like, yeah. And, his and, and Spider-Man's relationship I always thought was oh, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. And he had an honor about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, at one point, he was working for Hydra, and when Hydra wanted to just shoot Cap, he actually winds up helping Cap. He's like, no, no, you do not shoot this man. Like, we are honorable. How mm-hmm. dare you? And it was it was really funny to see. Uh, it's also a play on words, calling him Batrock the Leaper, because Batrockian means frog-like. <laughs> did not know that. Which is a play on both him being a leaper and oh, a that's Frenchman. that's solid. That's real good. I, so, uh, that's great. Little, little, little joke from Stan Lee there back in the 60s. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, it's such a dad joke. Oh, oh hardcore. Dad. <laughs> dad. It, it, it's, it's almost like calling him Hoppy. Yeah, well, you know? Stanley's been 40 for like 50 years. So, or I mean, Mr. Toad. It's okay that he has dad jokes back Oh, then. dad. Uh, and GSP, I think, is a great choice and a very, like, uh, surprising choice, which I enjoy yes. Marvel doing. GSP was like the Conor McGregor of 10, 15 years ago. He's one of the first people that got people into MMA, like, like pop culture-wise. The oh, Widow's man. Bite. I love first the time Widow's we saw bite. it, I think. We saw it... Briefly in Avengers, it, it didn't light up though, if I remember correctly. It wasn't quite as there, right, presentational. There was a shock, but it wasn't right. Right. This is the true widow's bite, and she's got a frankly a better uniform. Yeah, this outfit is incredible. Everyone's well, got real sexy uniforms. Well, also the she is Avengers just not built in real life. Like that's just crazy. The Avengers uh, costume designer actually padded her suit. Uh, to make her less shapely and and less feminine in Avengers. That's a silly thing. To yeah, do. Why would he do that? I like, believe it was a woman. Either way. Why would she do yeah, that? Yeah, that doesn't like make that any sense. You're just like, like Okay, that makes way more sense. I get this now. <laughs> it's the, the Lindsay Lohan Herbie treatment. 
beautiful shot. And also, again, informs you of character, because Batrock dodged, dodged that. a shield, yeah. He dodged the shield. I just love that this movie really showed you can have Crossbones, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and Batrock at play at once without feeling crowded within your opening act. Like, this movie uses characters like a chessboard. And just like in the comics, he is a leg man. Look yep. at him. Look at him rock that out. I love they hired a fighter to fight. Look at Yeah, that if you don't need to go. give him a lot of lines, just do it. Yeah. And the purple-yellow on his jacket is yeah. such a great nod. Is that something I'd wear? That's like a totally normal outfit. <laughs> Sometimes even Captain America has to just... He found a worthy opponent, you know. It's good to fight. It's like, fine, jerk. <laughs> I also just like this is a nice way of showing Cap knows French. Yeah, the worldliness of Captain America. Oh, he ends him with a kick. Mother Trucker. That teamwork, though. Yeah. Arrested Development to directing this. I mean, the the experience of directing shows like Arrested Development and Community, I think, really play really helped them develop their strengths. The Russo brothers. Oh, absolutely. Dealing with ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, dealing with ensemble also. Triskelion. So the Triskelion was the Ultimates headquarters in Ultimate Marvel Comics and recently has entered mainstream Marvel Comics as a... I think by way of movies, actually. I think it went Ultimate Film Comics, 6 6, yeah. Right, Black Panther built it recently, and it it houses Mm -hmm. the new Ultimates team, the Wakandan Embassy. They're doing a great job merging. That was really the last time. I didn't even notice. (laughs) That's sort of my deal. That's super on brand for him. Yeah. 
Level 8 clearance. So did mine. <laughs> Not that long. <laughs> The helicarrier. What a beautiful... Ah, it's so big. I love the scope of this movie. It feels contained and enormous at the same time. Yeah, it's interesting. They give huge stakes, but in the end it comes down to a very personal story. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that's the best. It's like Star Wars. You're really there for Luke and Leia. Mm hmm Great Avengers nod. Up close look. Chris Evans just made this character so much more than the comics ever felt to me. Like, there's such nuance, there's so much humility and, like, honor, but, like, naivete that works. I mean, Cap, like Superman, like like Thor, like, frankly, Iron Man, he's been around so long that you have periods where he's brilliant for a few years, and then periods where he's just alright for seven years, and you're yeah. sort of, comparatively, it's just filler. Uh, certain writers have really gotten him beautifully john nay raber ed brubaker mm -hmm. mark wade and and i think this follows that vein of really presenting just a moral person i just i love the evolution of chris evans human torch to chris evans captain america as like yeah a, like a maturity of man like With watching, losers in between yeah just like yeah just watching him be like a snarky kid to being like the ultimate adult Gary Sinise. 
Oh my god, that is the cutest thing. Right? Oh my god, he's good with kids, ladies. I love this that tells Captain America's one story while moving the story forward. And let's you know that Peggy moved on. Mm hmm This was originally a deleted scene on the first Captain America, and then they moved it to Winter Soldier. It works better here. Oh, absolutely. I just love the idea that they were like, you know, we'll save it. It'll be useful. And they worked on the CGI, and like, it's that's amazing. Which Cap has done a few times. I love that through line between the films. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, it's so hard you to okay? It's so feel. It's hard to have a commentary on this movie because it's just so good. Uh, I, I know, right? I'm sitting here like... just like quietly captivated. Like, usually I'm really good at being like, oh, this is fun. But, like, it's such a good movie yeah. so early on that I'm like. It's such a, I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to sit here in silence. This and Guardians, I think, are just so strong. I was just weird because so, I was thinking about that when I was watching. It was like the, I mean. Guardians is fun. This is brilliant. Like, they're, yeah. ju they're so different, but I think they're just such strong individual films not just comic films but like smart films mm -hmm. your moms <laughs>
So we talked about the helicarriers now having repulsor tech. Mm-hmm. In the original Marvel Comics, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. was already getting uh, Stark tech before Nick Fury joined. And actually it was Stark who recommended Nick Fury to be the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Huh. Uh, have you noticed in the comics they've added this council in the the same style of art? Yes. Uh, the, like the last month or so, this has all been introduced. So there. <laughs> I'm Robert Redford. Deal with it. <laughs> there's just chairs there to make it look like they're sitting in chairs. Basically. That's interesting. Like, they're, they're wherever they creepy. are sitting well, in their chairs. Have you seen those holograms at the mall? They, they have to have, like, a shape of a person. They project a hologram on it, so it feels like it's more of a person. That's that's how they take over. Yep, that's all when over the robots you guys. come. Life model decoys. So, Robert Redford is playing Alexander Pierce, uh, who here is a, is a very different character. In the comics, he was one of Nick Fury's top agents in, in uh, some Black Ops work. And I always felt like he was a much smaller character. He was a much smaller character. I, I thought it was interesting they pulled from there. This is really nice. Was this something that they that was big in the comic books, like a big theme, or was this well, something Captain that America was always represented movie? the soldier? And I thought the movie handled that well. Yeah, because that's a huge issue. That yeah. w- that's yeah. no reality. I oh, yeah. wasn't sure if it was in the. Did they ever reflect that in the comic? They books? do. They do on occasion. Yeah. I'd say Cap and is probably the most politically tied comic uh, consistently. Oh, tremendously. Like the Sam I mean, Wilson it, Cap comic right now. Creation. Well, the current Sam Wilson cap right now is like a Trump commentary. Like, this is, you know, the commentary yeah. of this time. Like, they've always used cap very well. The, I mean, in the 60s, uh, when cap is unfrozen, like, it, it made mention it's not an accident that he immediately jumps back in his superhero work with the Avengers and then S.H.I.E.L.D. Because that was his way of readjusting to the world by sticking mm-hmm. with people who were familiar. He understood what a superhero was. He understood what S.H.I.E.L.D. was. And Sam generally. Wilson's PTSD is a great great use of, of modern time issues and, and making this relevant in a superhero Yeah, yeah it makes b- him much more human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I wish was talked about and, and displayed more in, in our pop culture. I, I work with uh, trauma specialists and, and I've worked with some military who've had PTSD, and it's it's something that does not get tackled. That's often that's enough, what I really liked about you know. it. That's what I was like, oh, it's like yeah, 
That's not something you see in like a clean and, Hollywood film. Yeah. And yeah, I love this idea that was shown in Age of Ultron, where they just kind of talked about like, what would you do if you weren't at war? And he he was like, well, I don't know, Ultimate Fighting. And like, there's jokes about it, but he literally doesn't know what his life is without battles. And right. Which, in which, Age of Ultron, they had that amazing dream sequence where the nightmare was that war was over and he, there was nothing for Cap to do. He's a soldier. And he's alone. Always. Right. And he's alone. That was his big fear. And, that, and that's a great. Someone who wants friends around him. He needs he people needs, and he needs something to do. Right, he needs his compass. Yeah. And and uh, and also, I mean, in the 60s, you even in some of the early stuff, you saw him wonder at times, is there a Steve Rogers anymore? Am I only Captain mm-hmm. America? <laughs> That's typical of DC. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> I have had that happen to me, Jesus. and that sucks. This what sequence. is go what? That car is so cool. This is such a cool use of shield tech. It's about to get real. Holy. What? You're not ready for this movie. No, not emotionally (laughs) at 11 o'clock in the morning. If you need to grab my arm, you may. Right? (laughs) What? This car is intense. Shield, <laughs> I love the use of shield tech. It's so grounded but crazy. Do they have a, what? Do they have like a brand? Was there any sort of like we have to make sure this is like a like GNC? Was it a plug? Yeah. yeah. Here we go. GNC. Yes. They win. That would be so. That would be the most unbelievable part of this movie. If it was like a, yeah. There are superheroes. <laughs> Cars exploding. Exploding. If that was a GNC van, I'd be like out. Mal, this movie is it's so it. unrealistic. Too much, too much. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a turret in it. Oh, man. See, vertical takeoff. In the very first S.H.I.E.L.D. comic, Yep. we saw a flying car. And that's been a staple of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I like that they address it, but also then give you a reason why, why he can't doesn't... just fly away. Yep. I couldn't believe how... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how well, like, I'd... You, you've seen a hundred car chases, but somehow this one's much more exciting. Like, they did a great job making well, uh, it new. I think, I think there are two things that make this interesting. One, we give a crap about this character. Mm-hmm. Two, uh... Along with there being a mystery of who's attacking him, you see that he has great equipment, but it's not all reliable. Like, right. it's, it's failing. It's getting damaged. So there are elements of danger of, I have super equipment, but nothing's impenetrable. And it's beautiful exposition through super equipment. Like, there are no police in this area. Like, yeah, all that yeah, stuff is so well mm-hmm. done. It's telling you just what kind of threat he's facing. Like, that's honestly the scariest line. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, whoa, this is this 
it's and then cops with AKs guys, running across Guys, it's intense. Rooms. I don't yeah. even know what I'm saying. <laughs> sounds. Like how deep I'm just does like this go? The, right? And, and immediately it goes into what Steve was talking about. Power in the wrong hands and judgment yeah, before. Yeah, and, and, you know, that just because someone's wearing the uniform and is in a position of authority doesn't mean that they're the right person. And it doesn't mean they should be the judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, which goes into Civil War. R- beautifully. That's why it's important you're watching this before. Yeah. I guess it would be weird if I watched the third one. Then the Without the second <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. Especially with, uh, like, the same direction. I understand how chronological orders work, Clay. One, two, three? <laughs> Look at this driving. Oh, wait, let me try again. See, that's the other thing. This driving looks raw. It doesn't... This doesn't feel like a car chase. It feels like It a, doesn't look it, like Fast and the Furious. Right. Which has its place, just not... Which, oh, no. Just Fast not the in this universe. I freaking love those yeah. movies, man. No, it's fun as hell. It's just not it, this. It's like, it's like watching a ballet versus watching a street fight. Right. This is a beautiful street fight. A ballet street fight. That's Cap. Cap is Captain a beautiful America ballet street fighter. a ballet street fighter. Mother trucker. <laughs> And I love just showing how great Nick Fury is. Like, just Nick Fury gets his own action set piece via an SUV. Yes. Winter Soldier, just, just, that intro. This movie's so good at just dropping awesome characters into the scene. And again, that action tells you so much about the character. Calm, where he chose to, Where he chose to stand, even. He wanted to be seen before he made the attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mace Windu's lightsaber comes yep. into play. Yep, lightsaber. Where did he go? The sewer? Like yeah, what? he's joining with the Ninja Turtles. I know, right? Over. Oh, this that's, is the Ninja yeah. Turtle one! You recruit from the Avengers at the end, it'll be like, Michelangelo, Leonardo. He's like, <laughs> Ninja Turtles, or as Captain we call them. is like, what do you think, Michelangelo? He's like, Calabunga, dude. And then he's yeah. an Avenger. Yep. They go to a pizza party. <laughs> hey. Now take note, guys. Dudes who ask people out. Steve makes respect, a play. Cute. But respect. But respects. All right. Perhaps another time. Let's her decide. Whether and she flirts right back, and it stays yes. adorable. Yes. But it doesn't accept that as an immediate invitation of like, oh, I should follow her to the laundry room or anything. <laughs> Be more like fifties men, men. No, no. Don't, wait, like wait, wait, not wait, those no, kind of 50s no. men. Be more like 50s Cap. Be more like Captain America. Be more like Captain America. 
in every way you can. <laughs> For a moment, it made sense in my head, and then yeah, I immediately like, remember. No, yeah, like, oh no! Have you not seen Mad Men? <laughs> <laughs> Happy days in Captain America, you guys. That's all I got. That's all the fifties <laughs> I got. Great. It's like that meme where like people yeah, talk well, the about the fifties were great. Yeah, apparently yeah. that's my only relation we're to it. We're still in the fifties. We... You're like the we're... sweetness of a child, yeah. so right. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I've got a couple of secret children in the comics. <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> And a brother. He's weird. I never noticed you turn the light out so you could see the phone better. That's great. <laughs> the weight of that statement via text. And see, he's not typing that. He was prepared for what are Steve's most obvious questions. Open, open, open. Thank God the neighbor wasn't there. <laughs> She's like, I'm just going to go. It seems you seem busy. <laughs> like, Got some whites. It's my porn stash. It's <laughs> <laughs> his wife coming. <laughs> what up? I'm just going to do laundry. Oh. Oh. Foxtrot, Fury, F. Zero what I love the use of the shield as a battering ram in this entire scene. Like, it's so brilliant. Look at that. Yes. Also worth noting, uh, uh, Chris Brewster is Captain America's stunt double in this film, and Chris Brewster is also Charlie Cox's Daredevil stunt double. Yeah. So oh, all of the nice. wonderful flying kicks and awesomeness, everyone hire Chris for everything. Ninja Brewski on Twitter, he's awesome. Oh, my God. For those just joining us, we are now at the Winter Soldier uh, catching Captain America's shield moment. That is awesome. So Agent 13 just showed up. That is Sharon Carter. Huge thing. Who was originally introduced as the younger sister, then as comics progressed, the very young niece <laughs> yeah, they of had Peggy Carter. <laughs> Continuity had to change for age. <laughs> This is my 60 years younger sister. But Agent 13 was uh, Peggy's code name during World War II as well. I didn't know that. In the original comics, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And Peggy was sort of a combination character of previous characters. In the very first Captain America comic, there's a woman working at the facility, the super soldier facility, who's called Agent X-13. Hmm. And then he started teaming up with an FBI woman named Betsy Ross. Uh, and then when Jack, Kirby, and and uh, Stan Lee brought Captain America into the Marvel Universe, 
they were referencing the older comics but weren't beholden to them. They were mm. sort of redefining continuity. And they had already introduced Betty Ross into Hulk comics. Which, they didn't is, wanna, which is a thing. <laughs> right, which they didn't re- want to reuse that name. So Betty Ross and Agent X-13 were combined into a character, Agent 13, a.k.a. Peggy Carter of Virginia. Ah. Nick Fury just, just died, you guys. One thing I think this movie does incredibly well is we were just introduced to Maria Hill, uh, Kobe Smulders, who we've met before, but they didn't make it like a big grandstanding moment like a lot of comic films tend to do, where it's right. like, look at this person from this other thing. You should be proud. It's just like, hey, this makes sense for her to be here. Yeah. She would be here. Yeah, Let's she, move along. Yeah, she's the second. Yeah, and I think that's Marvel does it really well most of the time without being like, notice us. I'm just looking at the chat room. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a... Oh, it's us. It's crazy. We're paused on us. Oh, man. This is so funny. This movie's brutal. There are a lot of movies today that are afraid of silence. Mm-hmm. And it's great that this is not. They let you absorb things. They let certain things go unsaid but implied. Yeah, it doesn't fill you with exposition. It lets you. It knows you're smart enough to... People don't have to tell you their feelings. Right, because <laughs> they don't normally. Yeah. We hang out. We bros. Give me a second. I'm Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't raised from birth to be a spy, lady. Also, I represent truth, justice, the American (laughs) way. (laughs) Me and Clark Kent get along. Kind of a a smiley bro. Kind of a nice guy. What? He knows no one buys bubblegum anymore. It's anti-bubblegum commercial. <laughs> you know where it's safe? Behind this $2 bubblegum. <laughs> oh, my God. Ice so cold. funny. He doesn't even bother calling I feel like her. it needs that, like, do-do-do, like, with the button, like, boo, boo, boo. Shots fired. Shots fired. That air horn thing. He won't even call her by the cover name because he's just like, that is not your name. Neighbor. Bros. <laughs> Let us be bros. <laughs> Aw, you can't lie. 
Patriot Act commentary. <laughs> he tried to make a joke there. <laughs> Not so said Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Redford. You know, movie's good when you're just enraptured in long bouts of silence. I keep just watching this movie. The, this is, again, the theme of the movie. Realism versus idealism. Do mm -hmm. they have to be in conflict? Complimenting my new uniform. <laughs> Probably not. He's so honest, but slightly omitting truths. It's like a Vulcan. <laughs> it's right. It's like it's the he's like he's in this weird loop where he can't lie, but also can't I mean, like break America. someone's trust. shield is great so this suit in the comics was actually one he adopted uh after he'd been believed dead to be for a while bucky had become the new captain america steve took on a role as sort of a world super cop mm -hmm. he was agent and of shield like it was it the was only the... shield agent, yeah like basically yeah and and uh Another point that just came up, the ship that Badrock was on was called the Lemurian Star. And Lemuria is in Marvel Comics. Uh, it's an underwater race of people who are connected to the Deviants. They fought Namor, uh, the Submariner, several times. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's interesting that there's a ship called the Lemurian Star. Oh. Sorry, I was reading the back of the Blu-ray. Prepare yourself for this. Oh, no, stop, guys. I can't emotionally take this. He's just, Steve's noticing they're they're hanging out in the elevator kind of weird. And now very broad-shouldered businessmen are oh, walking Oh, these in. guys are so well, you know, their knuckles are... 
This was teased at Comic Con beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you need to do you need to hold someone's like, hand? Here, give you me your this, hands. You got this. You got this. I believe in you. Kay. It's coming. Oh, these guys look like respectable gentlemen. Oh, it's so so tense. <laughs> this, is, this is actually the bar uh. level. Those are bouncers just getting off ship. People watching in the live chat. The are, bar level. Our hands like are they rent crushed. out the fourth floor to like <laughs> club deviators. <laughs> Gentlemen. Oh my god. Oh my god, this is beautiful! Oh my god, guys. <laughs> do not, do not try to punch a man who can lift half a ton over his head. 20 dudes. But the, like, the little briefcase, like... That was so cool. The, the gadgets in this are brilliant. Sit well! Whoever designed the gadgetry in this film, thank you. Oh, it's awesome. So, so yeah, well, shout out to that person. I don't know who you are, but like, you. we'll find your name and we'll. we'll it is so thank Jack Kirby. Yeah. Like just taking everyday objects and revealing they're really weapons. Or if anyone knows, <laughs> let us know who it is. Anyone that hasn't seen Frank Grillo in Warrior should watch that film. He's so funny. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> Mother truckers act like they forgot about Dre. <laughs> Fluid movements of awesome. Cap can improvise, man. That's what makes a good superhero. Improv. In improv, yes and yes and <laughs> that's right, UCB. You're breeding some heroes. <laughs> Can't go out that way. Yes and yes go out and. this way. <laughs> oh, you gave him a gift. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> vibranium absorb this. Oh, that would not feel good. Oh, it's. I mean, sure he could do it, but it doesn't. Yeah, vibranium. It absorbs all, so that would only be some of the impact. Vibranium does have limits here and there. <laughs> There should have been a shockwave from that. <laughs> no, no! He jumps out on the motor. Straight out of a comic. That was like comic panels. Well. Marvel does a great job using motorcycles. I'm going to yes, give them full credit for their motorcycles. Ah! Their Harley sponsor was very well thought out. Still feel like the GMC <laughs> is the most unrealistic part of this. So yes, there's your no, yes no, and, you guys. He there's your yes and. Oh, I it, and he's back on the motorcycle. What's, what's <laughs> great? Do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like See, a, like an Indian film, like oh. the crazy action films. I, I love how they have cat the move in film. this. It looks like a. Uh, like Joe Majura art, or yeah. like, uh, or Ed McGinnis, actually. It looks like Ed well, McGinnis' this, cap. This is also, though, informed again by his experiences, because in Avengers, he has seen how these things move mm -hmm. when one of their turbine engines is messed up with. So what does he do? He immediately takes up the turbine engine, just like what happened to the helicarrier Because he's Avengers. a tactical genius first. Yeah.
that wouldn't lie. <laughs> he can't actually, apparently. <laughs> he pinky promised he wouldn't. <laughs> Someone buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Which should be right there. Does he have to buy... Uh... Someone bought... Why wouldn't they buy Eclipse? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, stop. Cool boogeyman story. Mm -hmm. he, he trusts his friends. I do wish that we got a a stronger idea of what is the what is the authority of Shield and what is the authority of this council yeah, over Shield the the World Council but yeah it's like what's who makes the decisions here yeah because like, it's a little muddled I feel like in, well it's so much story to tell already right yeah. but I mean they should have done that in Avengers that was, oh, that was my bigger complaint about Avengers not they're just Shield. kids at the mall like hello fellow children I love his glasses. This works for my friend Clark. <laughs> he believes in similar ideals. Weirdly, I too have checked classified information at the Genius Bar. <laughs> it's the place to go, man. They're just so helpful. Here comes a great cameo by DC Pearson. An AI that keeps rewriting itself. Ooh. What could that be? They're doing this just like in an Apple store. Yeah. With a big and sign like a that said MacBook Pro in front of them. You All know right. what? <laughs> Homie's got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Those shields ain't cheap. But in reality, an Apple genius every couple minutes, like, can I help you with something, guys? You guys need any are you questions? Just, why are you in our store? Because you're playing with stuff? Or? There he is. Uh, DC. I knew There's it. Your, there, there he is. I knew it. 
New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Kostecki in the live chat. We know it's a riveting commentary. It's so good. Hey, like, blow some a kiss, please. <laughs> that, is that I've the closest? Aaron? Is that the closest we've gotten to a gay or bisexual dude in a Marvel film? You heard yeah. the Russos talk today, like, right? No, nah, I didn't. Russos are saying that there's no reason that they shouldn't, and that such a public company, they feel it's their responsibility to make it happen sooner than later. There's, there's been a growing fan. I don't know about theory is the right word, but certainly a shipping desire that Steve and or James are uh, bisexual. I would be fine with that as a huge Captain America fan. Totally yeah. fine with it. Oh no, is something bad going to happen to Eric? Also, <laughs> Eric's like, I got him. <laughs> Under his hair. Also, Captain America comics were the first uh, mainstream Marvel comics to create a gay character in a positive light. We met in 81, Captain America's childhood friend, Arnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the most Captain America line they've had in the film yet. Yes, yeah. they do. But yeah, Arnie was a guy who protected Cap in the neighborhood from bullies. And when they Maybe met they... again as adults, uh, Arnie was, if you were old enough to pick up on it, very clearly gay. <laughs> and Cap, when he realized that, was startled. And then you just saw him smile. And, and he walked off and thought about how great love is. And it was this lovely acceptance. I'd say Infinity War will have a character no matter what from the sounds of things, and that'll be great. A billion-dollar film. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kiss girls all the time. Like... I love their relationship. Again, you're hearing one person who's talking about how they think the world is and one person who says how they think the world should be. Every little section of movie reveals hours about the characters. And really? the yeah. writing in this, it's just so tight. Like, you can extrapolate so much from so many moments in an action film, it's crazy. Camp Lahai. <laughs> in the comics, it was Fort Lahai because uh, we weren't in the war yet when Captain was introduced, which <laughs> is part of why he was so political. They do such a good job tying in the first film because it's so different. Like it's something this. There's there's just something magical about that moment. <laughs> Thank you. 
Again. Tactical smart. cap knowledge. He's smart. He's smart. He's smart, kid. Old school shield logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the strategic scientific reserve, as it's called in the Marvel Universe, is I mean the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is what then became Shield. And I love the idea that it started on his whole base because that would be something they'd do as an honor. Yeah, and Peggy, like, there's so much that ties into making that work. Well, in in uh, Avengers Initiative, they built the superhero training base on Camp uh, Hammond which they named after Jim Hammond, the original Human Torch, who was arguably, in the comics, Marvel's first superhero. Who had a small cameo in Captain America. Yes, we saw him in a, in a glass in a, case. In a stasis tube. <laughs> because we can't actually use the Human Torch because it's a Fantastic Four property. Even the original, the Golden Age one? It's still a Human Torch. <laughs> a Human Torch is the problem? Yeah. I had much. no idea. Yeah. It's enough of a legal gray area, no one wants to mess with it. Mm-hmm. And most people wouldn't know that the Golden Age existed, so they'd assume that Human Torch was the Human Torch. Right, right. Exactly. It's, it's too well associated. How are we doing in the chat, guys? Everyone enjoying the, the flick? We got 17. There's a... Uh, ooh, 19? It's fluctuating. What up, 19 people? <laughs> At 11 in the morning on a Thursday. This is uh, uh, one of my favorite scenes. Uh, this was the moment I knew that the Ruskos could do anything. This was the moment where I was like, okay, give them Infinity War, because they can do anything. Oh my god, I love it. It's so like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory newsroom. <laughs> you know hipsters are going crazy for this tech though. Yeah, they're like, that's where it's at. Pre Apple One. <laughs> like your buddy with his Apple. This, is, this stuff might as well there be you go. This buddy, might as well be Eric and Apple. I love that she references war games, but immediately assumes Cap doesn't know it. And he said I saw it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The movie 
this grounded and this like true to real life having Arnim Zola. Yeah. Like it's insane. Which is what we did. Them trusting us as an audience to like be okay with this level of tone change is so great. Yeah, this it works. stylized montage is so perfect. (laughs) So Winter Soldier killed Tony Stark's parents in this universe. And Steve Rogers is watching it. Yeah, I never I never caught that. Dominic Cooper just like blatantly being, yeah. In the comics, the Roxxon Corporation was in implied to have right. caused the car accident. But it makes way more sense to have the direct correlation. Well, cuz this this also then leads into civil war again of a conflict between the heroes. Mm-hmm. What a great, like, supervillain rants and gives away everything because they assume they're going to die by way of robot. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, again, we, we didn't just have exposition for its own sake. There's a reason the character is revealing this information. There's a reason the character is talking. They uh, The Rooster Brothers went on Screen Junkies and were talking about how they tried to make it honest trailer proof and, like, really just catch yeah. every little... And, oh, yeah, I saw and that. And scenes like this are, are a great way to write themselves out of corners. Yeah. Yeah, so in the comics, folks, if you're not familiar, Arnim Zola was one of Kirby's weirder villains, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Where he was indeed uh, a Nazi scientist who showed up in modern times in a robot body that had a little camera head and a TV monitor for a torso that Mm -hmm. showed an image of Arnim Zola's enlarged face. And so that computer with the camera on top is basically as close as we're getting to that robot dude. And, and, and but that's way closer than I ever thought we'd get. Yeah, he I thought al- the closest we'd get was that image of that drawing in uh, Captain America One of our name Zola. Well, Jim- yeah, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you also? You see him through the computer monitor. Yeah. At one point, yeah. But uh, the video monitor in the very yeah, that's the first time you see him. Like, yeah. Like the first shot of him. Yeah, which was a great, great little nod and reference. Yeah, Artem Zola in the comics was a master geneticist, and wound up prolonging the life of Adolf Hitler. 
by cloning him repeatedly <laughs> and letting right. him becoming the supervillain uh, hate monger. I forgot Hitler came back. Yep. One of those early Jack Kirby, uh, Stan Lee comics because they were crazy, man. Mm -hmm. They were crazy in the best way. Your mate's there late, dude. Yeah. yeah. A lot like, of questions there, Redford. Yeah, this... It just makes him more unlikable. Like, wow, he keeps his maid there till like... <laughs> Drinks well. milk. Drinks. Yeah, it's not even that it's a romantic tryst. He's just that much of a... Yeah, demanding yeah. <laughs> overlord. <laughs> You will clean my sheets until I like it. <laughs> By Just hand. Stay there. Oh, man. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> This is why you don't forget your phone, everyone. Yep. Never forget Check your, your phone, pockets. dude. You don't want to end up like Renata. <laughs> I want to go into her life. I love the idea of this just being a pseudo-sequel to Hurt Locker. Like, his character in Hurt Locker saw some stuff, came back, teams <laughs> up with Captain America. <laughs> Great line. Everyone we know is trying to kill us. <laughs> And then Hurt Locker is a pseudo-sequel to 8 Mile. So yep. he starts off battle-rapping Eminem, decides he can't rap, goes to war, gets out of war, teams up with Cap. I like it. That's my that's my shared universe, you guys. I like it. That's how I connect Chris Evans to Eminem. <laughs> Gratuitous tank top Chris Evans shot. Killing at the gym, bro. Hey, some of the ladies and guys deserve some of this cheesecake. Oh, dude. <laughs> you work out like that never wear a shirt yeah nah <laughs> Rob Nips just said happy Cinco de Mayo the only Spanish woman gets killed Oh, <laughs> it's okay Ant-Man introduces a Latino character who's also a criminal <laughs> oh Marvel, Marvel Marvel improve your Latin stuff <laughs> by the way here is both a cool and sad thing about the shared Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Natasha here is wearing a necklace that is an arrow. Mm -hmm. And it was to indicate her connection to Hawkeye. And it's well known in the comics that she and Hawkeye had an on-again, off-again romance. Uh, so this was an implication that that was the case in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then in Age However, of Ultron. In, in Age of Ultron, we learned that Hawkeye has been happily married for a number of years. I like to think stepkids. they were together before, and then they broke up on good terms. She wears the necklace in honor right. of her past relationship. Right, it's just one of those things where yeah, a later movie that. really changes. The 50s are good, and that's... <laughs> the 50s are good, and infidelity yeah. doesn't exist because yep, of happiness. There you go. That's I want to live in Koi's world. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, you guys. Timing. Everything's great. <laughs> Everyone's trustworthy, especially spies. I like that his house looks lived in. There mm -hmm. are dishes that haven't been washed. There's stuff on top of the fridge. He drinks a lot of wine. Do you see that bowl of corks? Yeah. <laughs> Her locker was rough, man. Yeah, man. There are pictures of 
flying machines on the on the. Oh man, this is a fun game. I don't know. I don't trust <laughs> the man who keeps his barbecue sauce. His... Uh, uh. Yeah, there it is. By the way, I'm sort of a superhero too. What? <laughs> Once again, Nips. Uh, Shield picked up Hawkeye when he was defusing bombs. <laughs> Another Hurt Locker tie-in. Said I flew. <laughs> Tells you all you need to know about Sam. Yep, that's perfect. <laughs> so good, yes. Rest in peace, Gary Shandling. Uh, I'm still sad about that. Mm -hmm. Gary Shandling was a comedic genius. Mm -hmm. The moment that this launched is, a thousand memes. This is a great connection because Iron Man 2, which is not a great movie, suddenly has more relevance. Right. Because now you realize that Senator Stern here was not trying to acquire the Iron Man armor for the U.S. government, really. Mm -hmm. He was trying to, as a, as a member of HYDRA, get access to it for his own means and for HYDRA's agenda. This is it. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Falcon people. Oh, heck yeah. Now, this is why. Uh, actually, this is important. Stephen Strange. First mention of the MCU. That was when, in the theater, 
Like a third of the audience went, <gasps> and the other two thirds went, huh? Why is everybody? Why? Hey, why? <laughs> so good. What a great way to use a machine supervillain. This is in a in a way very similar to Isaac Asimov's psychohistory idea, which became the basis of the Foundation series which for years kept winning awards over Lord of the Rings for best sci-fi or fantasy trilogy. That you can use math, statistics, and psychology to figure out the future mm -hmm. of people. Uh... That arm. That arm, though. I love that whoever built his robot arm decided it needs a star. It can't just be a robot arm. Nope, needs a little something, a little flavor. Semiotics are important. So cool. Now, part of why I give Ant-Man crap for uh, not introducing Wasp. <laughs> the wheel! <laughs> oh my god, it's... The wheel! Who's driving? <laughs> no one. It's Kai. He's just sitting there going, ah, ah, I'm Falcon. It's okay. It's a Toyota. <laughs> They're the best cars. Oh, that's so cool. Oh. Cap using the door as a shield. Just like he did in the first movie. Yep. yep. Or in the movie Speed. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, let's talk more about Speed. <laughs> let's talk about other movies when we watch this movie. But yeah, so with Ant-Man, they, they kept saying, like, well, you need the right thing to introduce Wasp, and you need to. It's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because the Holy. Russo brothers. Oof. Oof. Hey, Speed. There speed. you go. Speed. <laughs> and then Keanu Reeves. This just is where they're. Sandra is, Bullock's they there. Can, yeah. That big universe, the universe. Yes. Huge like, universe. Ginormous. The, the, the world. The Russo brothers just showed you can introduce other superheroes so quickly and simply. This one has so many that just introduce themselves with exactly. great dialogue. Exactly. So the whole thing of like. Well, you can't introduce Wasp in the Ant-Man movie. You have to, like... How about we introduce Falcon, up. Winter Soldier, reintroduce... Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's complete crap. It just means you didn't want to. Uh, the I love the firing squad just walking calmly behind Winter Soldier. That is such a beautiful image. Like, this feels like all the best parts of a 90s action movie, yeah, but the with the intelligence. Really cool. But the, yeah. and that's the thing. It's really... It's a spy thriller with Captain America in it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Ooh. Ooh, he's very good looking. <laughs> he's very intense. <laughs> and Black Widow, I don't think, gets enough credit in this movie. Like, she does Black an incredible Widow job. Black Widow in this movie is exactly what I wanted her to be in Iron Man 2. Yeah, exactly. 100%. She's an amazing character. She's fleshed out. She's got nuance. She can fight. 
She's and she has multiple facets to her character. Right, and every time her dialogue fits, like yeah. she just seems like I, I believe all of her. Well, commentary. especially in action films, there there is a, a trap that people set up for themselves where they make uh, the women either extremely effeminate and also not know how to fight, or they know how to fight and therefore they must also be masculine. Right, she is and feminine with no sense of humor. Yeah, she is just a woman who can fight. Like she's yeah. just a multifaceted character in in the same way that cap is just a guy who can fight and and i think that i mean not to narc any other studio but like i think black widow is one of the better female action heroines in film right now agreed uh and that i don't think she well, gets enough credit depending on which movie you watch right well, yeah, yeah from this point forward from Fa- this point phase forward, two yes. on i would say in film Black Widow on TV, Jessica Jones. That's my well, girl. I mean, Jessica oh, Jones. Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones is marvelous. She got a Peabody for a reason. Jessica Jones is a near-perfect I series. I love how they wrote that, her. That was, that was a great improvement on the comic, too. I'll oh, say that. and I gotta, that's yeah. rare because I love Bendis personally, so to improve upon yeah. Bendis was great for me. I, I think it helped that you had a female showrunner and, and female director. And like someone who's got, been wanting to make that show for so long. Yeah, you got the perspectives that you really needed to make that something that could talk about rape and that kind of trauma without glorifying it in any way, without making you feel like a participant in it. It was brilliant. Welcome to Noon Commentary, guys. We've just woken up, and yep. uh, <laughs> the gunfire's helped, and here we are. Up, up, up. Now, I wonder, does the mask have a practical purpose? Uh, to cool. look awesome? It just looks awesome. I mean, I'm not against that in a superhero movie. I am definitely not in the everything must have a practical purpose camp, because it's, it's freaking superheroes. My mom just got in live chat. Let's give a let's give a shout out to my mommy. Hey, guys. Queen Mom. <laughs> what up? Happy Queen early, happy other, uh, early Mother's up, Day, Mother Mom. Jandro. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Oh yeah. Oh. <gasps> She's just Wait. so. I love how she uses her legs in all the films. Uh, in such a like her fighting style is so on point for her character in the comics. And, and see, this is another thing this movie does well. It gives every character a different fighting style. Right. They all have their moves, and they use yeah. them. Like, and they all have their style of, of what kind of weapon or tactics they will use. You know, Cap would not jump onto your back and, and try to strangle you. With his legs, no. But yeah. she would, and that Or makes with sense. a garrot wire. <laughs> <laughs> Someone mentioned that the uh, mask might filter out smoke and toxins. Okay. That's a good point. That's Fifty fair. Shades of Fandom. Yeah. All I needed. All I needed. Sold. It looks awesome. Has purpose. Oh! Yeah. That is directly from the comics, that moment. Another thing the Russo brothers excel at is taking frames from the comics and yeah. making them work in film. But it doesn't look like they had to pause filming just to no, do it, which they, is what some directors do, like Zack Snyder. They make it or integral they do to that, the fight. Like, that weird 3D movie that was shown to back be 3D. Like, yeah. 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 No, he has this. the shield. Oh, foreshadowing, y'all. You brought a shield to a knife fight, Rogers. <laughs> Look, oh, the, when he drops and catches and like one fluid movement. That's beautiful. That's yeah. That's what is it? Street fighting ballet, right? Yeah. Here we are. Here we go. Oh. The sounds of the arm. Yeah. So if, how do you fight a super soldier? You get a cyborg. A cyborg super soldier. <laughs> and I love that his mask actually hides his identity. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh. The action in this is insane. Such an intense fight. I love this fight. There are fights that bore me. This does not look at that. They seem genuinely like running out of steam. Ah! 
practical reason for that to happen. Hi, Bucky. Buck! Oh, Buck. Now, did you not know the Winter Soldier was Bucky until this moment? No, I knew. It okay. was on the back of the thing. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it on the back of the box? <laughs> Marvel, Marvel, way to fail at oh marketing. Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, they did show it in every trailer ever, to be they, fair. They didn't show him unmasked in the first like, guys, I know you're real stuck. I remember but, uh, did that, that moment, I I think again, they in the every... theater, wah, when I was wah, in the theater, wah. half the audience gasped, like, oh my god, it's Bucky? Really? And the other half then <laughs> laughed at, at, the, gas- at the gasping. The, the opposite yeah. of the Stephen Strange yeah. crowd? Yeah, exactly. It was great. Captain America, always getting arrested. Yeah, he's tired, man. He just went he just ten rounds with a cyborg. He's tired. And he jumped off a bridge. He's been busy a couple days ago. He's in a car crash. Yeah, we can't even we cannot just shoot Captain, Captain America, America in public. on TV. Which is a great oh uh, shot. With a woman and a black dude. Like, it's DC. All of this is the worst. This is on the news. Uh, I love that this kind of mirrored the uh, post-Civil War Captain America being shot in the steps shot. Yeah. Like, that always reminded me of that. Like, the big coverage and, like, we can't do it here. How Chris Evans pulls off sideburns, I'll never understand. Ooh, that makes me think of Daredevil. <laughs> scene with Daredevil. Yes! Yay! Finally, Maria Hill does something cool. Two strong female characters? I don't know, guys. Might be too much. What are Come women? on, Marvel. But there's a scene where they're sitting down and they both can't decide what they want to order. <laughs> <laughs> no, are this... you gonna? And then they start fighting over a guy. Is there a violent Bakdal test? Because this movie passes. <laughs> this tells you a lot about Rumlow too. That he was fine with the idea of just executing Cap in a frickin' tunnel. As long as it wasn't public. Yeah. Because it doesn't, yeah. yeah. He has no respect for Captain America. No, no. You get the feeling at least Pierce would have said something to him and to give him some dignity. Oh, oh! Here comes up a, ca- a couple cameos in this in this base. These are fun cameos. <gasps> well, not him, but that's cool. Oh, but it, I mean, he's not dead, yeah. so that's a big deal. <laughs> that is a moment, you guys. Caps. Yep. You know who that doctor is, right? Strange. No. (laughs) (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch, you look so different. That is Joe Russo, one of the two directors of this movie. And that was the first time I'd seen him, so I didn't realize until later when I watched an interview. I was like, why does that guy look weirdly familiar? (laughs) Oh, I saw you patch up Black Widow. Yeah. And here's another cameo in, in this sequence. With a certain writer. Yes. 
I'd forgotten the Russo cameo. I remember this one because it was in the trailers, and I was like... The brainwashing of Bucky is such a tragic, tragic tale. Like, Ugh, it is so sad. The use of texture in that room. I love the safe. Oh, like, that's so The use beautiful. of color and texture throughout this film is brilliant. Okay, bearded dude who just showed up is... There he is. Yep, Ed Brubaker. The writer of The Winter Soldier. Oh, my God. The guy who brought Bucky back from the dead and made him this compelling new version of the character. I love him. I'm a precious cinnamon roll. <laughs> You're too good for this world. Bucky. This right here. Bucky's reaction to the guard in his mouth that they put in his mouth is so telling. Like The lack of resistance doesn't even look at the guy. He just immediately opens his mouth. Just, he knows he's dealt with coming. that. Yeah. This is what his life has been for, for years now. Decades. Yeah. Like he. This is. He's so used to this. He is truly this abused person.
That one line of dialogue that, like, negates the whole Death Star idea. We assume they're all Hydra. If we kill them, they're all Hydra. <laughs> so the Russo brothers talked about that it's almost a third of S.H.I.E.L.D. has mm -hmm. been infiltrated in some way or another. <laughs> I do what he does just slower. Mac, is, he's so perfect. Which is why he, Sam Wilson, deserved to become Captain America recently in the comics. And it's a great, great comic. In the in the comics, he and, and Nick had an interesting relationship because they're both World War II guys. But whereas Cap was frozen, Nick lived those decades out. He saw everything that happened right. because of the actions. So it, it made them very different in the end. And this is a lovely scene. Again, the familiarity between them. You show it through action. Not through blind exposition. Somehow he makes blind positivity seem realistic, and that's incredible. Every single like thing is telling him nothing will work, and he's like, "No, it'll work." And you're like, "Okay, I believe you." Because also, I mean, it's more about a hey, Stanley. Yeah, this cameo, the Stanley cameos. <laughs> yes. So here's a fun fact. So Stanley did not create Captain America. Joe Simon and Jack Kirby did. However, along with being the guy who, with Jack Kirby decades later, redefined Cap as this soldier out of time, this man out of time, to use Zola's phrase. Uh, Stan Lee also, in 1941, was the first guy to write a story where Cap throws his shield. Interesting. Oh. That was not seen as a thing to do. Huh. It happened in Captain America issue two in a prose two-page story that Stan Lee wrote, that he threw his shield. That's and it really wasn't picked up. Like other writers didn't do that through the '40s and '50s. But then Stan when Lee. Jack and Stan brought him back, that's boom. amazing. I love that. I did shield, not know that. shield all over. Hmm. And see, the actor, the Asian fellow, is also in The Dark Knight, which ties our DC and Marvel universes together <laughs> into my giant Eminem universe. Fifty Shades of Phantom. You're right. They do love each other so much. <laughs> Hey, um, yeah. community shout-out because we have two directors of community directing this movie. Allison Brie was in talks to be in this movie, and it didn't, it didn't <laughs> it fell through. 
I wonder who she was going to be. I, I heard one person say she was supposed to be Agent 13. That's what I was assuming. That's she would have fit that character very nicely. She's incredible. No holograms here. Sup. I love the reasoning and the way he gets his suit back, and then that whole, oh, it's so great. Funyuns. And Funyuns. Almost. He showed up in, uh... Was it Avengers? I think so. Doing this by voiceover is so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> See, this movie, what the Russos have done that certain other directors at Warner Brothers don't do, is realize that Captain America's morality is not less realistic than the powers of the Marvel Universe. It's I, striving for better is not a bad thing, I think. No, like, and that's of the character. Not. That's the beauty of the character. I mean, if it is, then there should be no superheroes or hero stories. Exactly, like, and that's why the point? Cap is like the ultimate of them. That's why they all yeah. look to him. That's why he leads them. Yeah, because his morality is that strong. Well, like, and every hero story comes down to a character saying, "I can be better," mm -hmm. or "This should be better." Well done. Woo! It's a good guy. Good guy. Yes, Captain's orders. Thank you, neighbor. <laughs> You're standing on the traitor side. Right right there. Also on the barrel barrel side of my gun there. Yeah, he was the guy responsible for the rescue pods. Thanks, Juan Pride. That's I knew he was in there. That's, again, Agent 13, man, saves a dude life by kicking the chair. Yep, and that was real close. And then they showed him underneath, like... I love the use of CGI in the water, because it, it makes something so unbelievable, so real. Like, the... the meshing of reality into this unreality in this movie is so on point. Well, the fact that, you know, the best directors use CGI and practical effects. Yeah, it augments instead of it replacing. It augments. It's not just, you know, 
making everyone look like they're fighting in a video game. Exactly. That, that gets boring to me after and a while. And this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailers, but that's why I like the new Spider-Man suit so much. It is so beautiful. Yeah. And he, he finally has eyes that can go yeah. from Steve Ditko eyes to John Romita eyes. Exactly. And that's that's the that's Silver Age moment. Yeah, that was the We're first nerds. thing I said. Guys, you know what this place is missing? Girlfriends. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. Shots fired. Booze at the, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> did the girl in the panda onesie just insult our girlfriend hood? Yes. I okay. mean, she's allowed. I'm single. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, the movie goes from intimate conversations in cars to small panels to giant Triskelion, I mean, flying helicarrier fights with ease. But they know they're pacing. Beautifully. And we don't have a Michael Bay problem of not being able to follow the action. Right. Everything is, it's not shaky, it's focused. Falcon stays roughly in the center of the screen. You know, yeah. Nice. That's Steve Rogers' influence right there. And the fact that many people are good. Oh, my God. Can we... She... Net number four. Well, keep watching. Oh, wait, back to three, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what does it look like I'm doing? (laughs) I am in the middle of a firefight with wings on, you guys. A gunship is firing at me. (laughs) It's not... And I love how they made the uh, the gunships feel like old pirate gunships, but, like, in the sky. Yeah. Like, the gunships in the Marvel Universe are so somehow believable. Straight from the comics. Now, here's something we didn't talk about. Black Panther is the first uh, black superhero of mainstream Marvel comics. Mm -hmm. There were black heroes in different comics, but Black Panther is the first black superhero. Mm -hmm. However, Falcon is the first African-American superhero. Yep. Because Black Panther is African. Right. But Sam Wilson here grew up in Harlem, New York. And was a criminal very briefly and then... Yeah, that was added into his backstory later. Originally, he was just this good dude that Cap Yeah, met. yeah, yeah. And then they did the flashback of the Red Skull stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. Which people are mixed about, understandably. Understandably. I like his MCU origins much better. Yes. Ooh, that really opens for the third one.
And this is interesting that Natasha has to deal with accountability. Uh, yeah, of all people. Mm-hmm. Which, in a way, she she we have seen before. In Avengers, she talked about being very aware that there is red on her ledger, as mm. she says. And that she wants to make up for it. And she's willing to expose it if that means the greater yeah. good. Yeah. And going back to Black Panther, in the comics, uh, Falcon originally didn't have any flight ability or or powers. He was just a physical dude in in a suit who teamed up with Captain America and amazingly got cover billing as well. So the comic became Captain America and the Falcon. And then Black Panther decided, well, you should live up to your name, man, and made him the wings. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, that is what in the comics the wings are Wakandan science. Nice, nice. Oh no! <laughs> who could there have? He is. Who could have foreseen the Winter Soldier returning for this battle? Vicious. <laughs> Ooh. He uses his arm as a shield. Which is really, that's why it's got a star on it. It's like the counter Captain America arm shield. He, he's, yeah, that's, that's actually, it works nicely. It's originally intended as a Russian thing, but in this it still works because. Like a, yeah, like the opposite. Though. Yeah, it's the like, captain, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The Russian, the Ruskies, are the, maybe there's a political agenda behind that. I called your mom. I called all of your moms. They are so mad. So annoyed. So annoyed. <laughs> oh, did we not mention that, like, almost no one dies in this film? Did we not mention that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead either. We turn up the AC just so his jacket would wave like a cape. <laughs> I mean, this is really what separates so many su- superheroes and villains. Does the math work out? Mm-hmm. And the rationale behind it. <laughs> Ew, gross. So, 
awesome. The eye is a storytelling device. <laughs> That's very badass. <laughs> I love the teamwork between Falcon and Cap. Also, that is the most epic trust fall ever. In the history of time, yeah. <laughs> A superhero trust fall. Diving off. Catch me, bro. And the shield is heavy. Oh, man. That sucks. Ah! That's got to hurt. Now, this is just fun on a fan level as, like, the two... The two new the caps. Two sidekicks. The two new Captain Americas, the two sidekicks, the two best friends. Yeah, oh, man. Now he's trust-falling, but less trust. More folly. This More is folly. how I fall. <laughs> a lot of flailing and screaming, but I got a parachute. Swan Pride wants to know what you're thinking of the movie so far. I it's amazing. It's so epic that I'm having like trouble like the scope like, is huge. Yeah, it's like it's it, from totally the first movie to the second one. It's, it's just there's a lot there's a lot more to digest. The first one was sort of like a uh, origin movie. Yes, the origin movie. Yeah, and then this is like well, there's a lot going on mm. and like. But it, but it is so epic, and the action sequences are amazing. And it's got a very particular tone to it that no other superhero movie really has. Yeah, it's it's easily it's right up there with Guardians. Which yeah, is this my and favorite. Guardians are, are yeah. the two for me. Which is so weird that I'm like <laughs> that like today like that <laughs> happened for me. Yeah, I've never been like so like I mean I was like grabbing you guys every ten seconds. I was like, no objection. <laughs> Quasar, gross. Girls cooties. Girl, I know he lives in the fifties still. Oh. <laughs> oh, We're precious. not wed. Precious cinnamon roll. You yeah, can make is up. that a wedlock? Oh. Oh. Come on, you love each other. Remember. Remember me. Remember the good times. Outside exposition like that totally works. That was beautiful. Isn't it amazing how much more you care about a superhero or friend fight when you actually have set up that they're friends and give us a reason to care so about So strange them? how much that matters. Like, as opposed to, like, if they were meeting for the first time, we're just jerks to each other. You no, know, yeah, I've never like heard of something like that happening. It's not like that guy's the bad guy, yeah. like, which is so weird. It's not a, you okay, it's not a boss battle. It's, no. like yeah. a, it's not a traditional, there like, is no bad guy. fighting you Hydra. Empathize. Yeah. The, the bad guy is, like, the, the like... The, Robert the, Redford. The, well, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, he like moves along, but it's like... And even that, there, like... there is a friendship connection there. And there is some rationale behind it. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not just... Evil for the sake of money. We can't both be superheroes. Yeah. I'm a bad guy. Yeah. I don't like your ethics. We will fight and destroy a city. On Twitter.
I also really Nick Fury cares about Scarlet Witch. Black Widow. That's what I meant by. <laughs> <laughs> or are you just making a tangential comment? I, you know, I think well, he cares about that moment. He He's thinking Marvel about her. Movie news. She has scarlet <laughs> hair. You know, it's a whole thing. He's so knowledgeable of <laughs> things. And... I get excited. I saw Civil War and still have a mind. I understand. Uh. Ooh. Uncle, uncle. There hasn't been this cool of a knife fight since James Dean. Yeah. Like, a cinematic knife fight? It's crazy. Ah. It's, oh, it's like, because it, it, well, it feels like, like how you fight with, like, your family or, like, a friend. It feels so, like. Man, Thanksgiving must be savage at your house. Yeah, yeah you don't even yeah, James know. Like, it's how it I is fight my Thanksgiving family. That's hot. My mom's metal <laughs> arm. Is, it's not Thanksgiving until your dad taps. <laughs> this movie also has so many villains, it balances them so well. I love that we... The we, Crossbones. Yeah, we were alluding to Crossbones. Another important difference there. Like, Falcon is fighting because it needs to be done. Brock is fighting because he, he likes wants to, to fight. hurt. Mm-hmm. He likes to hurt people. And in the comics, since he works with guys like the Red Skull, he's also a racist guy. Yeah, he's not the best guy. Yeah. Oh, racist? We don't like him. He was he was okay up to this point. Yeah, I, I was know. like, I was like, maybe no. Nah. No. I still I love that they use the costume and how they got the costume back, and that he's fighting as Captain America now after yeah. getting rid of his police outfit. Like, there's so yeah, much. Yeah, he's. I'm not wearing my shield uniform. It's so I'm good. wearing. This I'm is Captain why America. I was made. This is why I was made to win fights to stop a war. Oh, the shot in the stomach! I forgot about that. Just like in the comics. The algorithm needs a name, guys. Deploy algorithm is not a very threatening sound. Yeah. <laughs> like, update the app. Updating the app. Updating the app. Updating the app. Spotify is live. Spotify is live. <laughs> Wi-Fi is spotty. <laughs> Turn on and off again. The Avengers okay. Tower, quickly. We just saw Avengers Tower. Technically, that's the first time we've seen it as Avengers Tower. Yep. And it was for, like, three frames. I'm curious if they're shooting Tony in there or Pepper. Ooh, Ooh. interesting. If anyone wants to comment, comment their opinion. Or Bruce. Might, might be Bruce. <gasps> Ooh. Technically, they're everywhere. Uh, and so many people save the day. I love that this is all a team effort. Yeah. Like, it's not just Cap. It's not just Sam Wilson. It's not just Maria Hill. Everyone does their job. That's what you need in an Avengers film. That's what you need in any superhero team film. It's the scope of it. and It and needs to be that everyone's part of a machine. And I think Marvel movies do that really well. Sometimes they do. I, phase two on. I guess I'm, I'm really commenting on the newer side. Oh, it this says, well. apparently his name was written beside the target. If you look closely, it was Tony. So they were targeting Tony. It was Tony. Tony. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. Against one, Brad. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I, I didn't want to pause it during our live commentary. <laughs> Just zoom in and find out. Mm. 
once again, it reminds me of like old pirate battles on the, the high seas, just shooting at each other. It's so cool to have. You're just getting older and older with every. You remember the 1850s? Hey, remember that? that was great I love the 1850s when the I was watching those men pirate and ships. The pirates are just pirates. They really treated women well back in the 1850s. <laughs> Can't imagine directing something like this where you're literally just filming the sky. You're like, eh, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> we'll just put some ones and zeros in there. Right? Like, like this is all not real. That's incredible to me. CGI is like the ultimate fix it in post, and that blows my mind. This actually, uh, I mean, this happens in DC quite frequently. I don't want to, I don't want to call oh, you out. Damn. Like this, <laughs> they just. Threw a GoPro up yeah, there. Yeah, this is, these These are just, you know. You call this Sunday. Th yeah. They'll shoot, we'll just like do one where it just, we took all the CGI out. It's just them just filming the clouds. Like. It's like taking the laugh track at a Big Bang Theory. It's just really right, weird. Everyone just has these awkward pauses after making like really, really flat references. Yeah. It's just uh, Robert Redford just hanging out in an office. <laughs> we just shoot that. I think one of the reasons this movie is regarded as one of the best Marvel films is the villain problem Marvel admits they have has no grounds here, really. Like, no, this is a great, great villain. It's chock full of great villains. There, yeah, it's multiple fleshed out villains and an ending that doesn't involve gray minions. And a plan that isn't just we punch until we're done punching. And a great commentary on the times. There's a lot. This was, I remember when this came out and I thought this is the Superman movie I wanted to see in some ways. Aww, that's presses me especially with certain moments coming up mm -hmm. yeah this is great <laughs> falcon is so good in this and again like we gave him an ability but then we put him in real danger oh hell yeah all that flight training <laughs> it's a great comment. He gets the best one-liners, or his delivery of them. Or it's oh, just they just so, handle it's it. It's so funny. So much emotion oh. in this fight. It's very yeah. Star Wars. 
attitude. That's what it feels like. I am your brother. Yeah. Again, this is about principles. Like, it's not about taking the easy route. I'm not going to snap your neck because it would end things fast. And I it's much more brutal to do this. This hurts yeah. everyone. Oh, no. Oh, Jane's going to cry. Oh. Totally he looks like Gerard Way, and I'm so into that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a different black parade, though, altogether. Oh, my God. It's so, like, I'm not okay. <laughs> I love how this also recalls the first Captain America movie of Steve falling into the Arctic waters. And being and frozen at the end. And just falling to sleep. Oh, my God. And he goes, he's like... It, the year 3000. When yeah, when I wake up movie. again. Is he going to wake up in a really weird... The world weird... will be gone and my friends will be gone again. Past, present, future. That seems to be... That's my prediction for this. the next movie. You think Civil Wars takes place in the 3000? Civil War takes <laughs> place in the, the year... With the later that... Guardians of the Galaxy team. <laughs> yes. He's in the, that's when they start doing references to Guardians of the Galaxy. Crossing those guys over. Oh, the shot. <sighs> Credits, it's over. Sorry, I, right? I was no. like, I was kind of <laughs> scared that was going to happen. Yeah, every every scene in this movie serves Captain America either influencing someone, getting someone back into where they should be, or, or shaking them. Uh, oh, I love reality. that. Oh. Yes. Uh, uh, here's the line. So you good. Oh, Russo's man, thank soundtrack. you. Yeah, Agent Thirteen. We've seen more of her. Yeah, because Shield's done now. And there's actual Fallout, which I love. She's going to work for Stark. Oh man. We were not fans of the Larry Sanders show. <laughs> Come with us. I love this shot. Oh, Brock is burned. Yes. This is he got burned later in the comics. In the comics, he also trained under Taskmaster, and I keep hoping to see Taskmaster in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I feel like they'll go Netflix with Taskmaster. Probably. I feel like there's a lot to tell. Yeah. The many safe houses of Nick Fury.
the continued commentary on superheroes' place in the world that Marvel does. Yeah, again, this is this is leading into Civil War. It all ties yeah. so. Oh. And and Black Widow has faced trials for for certain crimes in mm-hmm. the comics too, and it's it's always an interesting thing with her character. For the listeners out there, the hardest part for me has been not saying a thing about Civil War. Know that this ties in beautifully, and that you should all rewatch it after seeing Civil War, and that Civil War is going to change your life. Thanks, Quay. It's all I it's all I got because it's been hard. It's been real hard. Uh, here comes one of the funniest references. Yes. The Path of the Righteous Man, Ezekiel. We have a Pulp Fiction Pulp reference. Oh my god. On Nick Fury's tombstone. That's so ridiculous. It's all one universe, <laughs> so guys. It's funny. It's all, it's one, all universe. one universe. Nothing makes sense anymore. Aww. They can just be... Friends. Friends. Yeah. Bless you. I was like, not in the mic. I thought you were going to throw up. Like, they can. They can just move. Comrades in arms. Oh, Buck. A man and a woman, just friends? (laughs) This isn't the 50s. No way, no how. Uh, uh. (gasps) I like that they're not really talking to each other. Yes, I know. When do we start? Yay! You know, one of my one of my first Marvel comics was uh was the the Marvel Holiday Special they had in the early '90s, and in it there was a short story where Steve was working at um like a VA center, and was talking to this uh, older woman who mentioned that her brother had fought in World War II but had disappeared, and she wasn't sure whatever happened to him, and it turned out it was that her name was Rebecca Barnes, <laughs> and she was Bucky's sister. Amazing. And so then Cap suited up and went to her house for Christmas and presented her with one of the badges from Bucky's uniform and told her, your your brother was my partner. That's amazing. I like Aww. that. And had Christmas dinner with them. And it was just this beautiful, beautiful story. Absolutely beautiful story. I, uh... I had a really hard time doing commentary on this because of how much I love this movie. It's uh, an amazing movie. It's tough to do it when you're just so enwrapped. I've seen it. this it probably six to six to eight times, and I still just became enamored with it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I agree, live chat. This credit scene is one of the best. Period. The Russo brothers know what they're doing, like from opening credits to end credits. They just got it. With this propaganda visual, like, there's so much, and it's like a comic flavor. 
The Haley Atwell thing kills me because that recalls that Cap had her photo in his company. Yep, and the Toby Cabell being our name. Like, there's so much. This yeah. is so beautiful. I love the black and white with splashes of color. Alan Adele from Robin Hood? <laughs> Technology oh. Shield America. They're so... Robert Wadford, man. Oh, what's this? What's this, viewers? Ooh. Aha. The Mind Stone inside Loki's staff. The bad guy monocle. It's strong. Strong bad guy game. Now, in the the days after this movie came out, we saw that when Hydra took over and, and revealed themselves, uh, certain bad guys raided the shield storage units so it makes sense that some hydra people have gotten items such as loki's staff mm -hmm. and here are the twins we can't say mutants so we'll use the other them. m word i'm gonna call them miracles <laughs> That is Quicksilver, but we will not call him Quicksilver because we do not want to confuse people who watch X-Men. But this is still Scarlet Witch because she is an Avenger. And we've reinterpreted her powers. We could only afford the two. Never really made sense. Until but we made the make sense Until Kurt Busiek and then Jeff Johns. Have you read Jeff Johns' Avengers run? It's, it's, very, it's very good. <laughs> I hope you... It's, it's excellent stuff. And, and All through the monocle. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All through the monocle. <laughs> All of it. 100% monocle it. talk. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that is. Yeah, yeah. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were were an interesting gray area, legally speaking, because they were both things. Well, because because although Scarlet Witch started with X Men as a villain, she was so closely associated with Avengers, and when she joined, always stuck there. Right. She was generally considered an Avengers character. Um, and the the retconning of continuity probably helped their cause. Like the fact that they changed them from like Xavier. I mean, uh, Magneto's kids, not Magneto's kids. Like back and forth, back I and forth. I think that was done. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because as people talk about, like, oh, but they're Magneto's kids. Well, that wasn't until the eighties, right? And then it was taken origins, away again. Right. They had two origins before that for like a good twenty years. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the origins was that they actually were the children of Miss America and the Wizard, who served along Captain America in the All Winner Squad and the Liberty Legion. And, uh, uh, yeah, and, but Quicksilver was a much trickier thing because he was an Avenger for so long. But and then a mutant. He was also, he was with the Inhumans, and then he was back for an X-Factor for years, and he became such a stronger cemented mutant. And now he did. X-Men character. <laughs> yeah. And now you done dead. Yeah, so, so yeah, so they they basically, they seem to agree on... We'll use Quicksilver, but not call him that. Right, and, and he, Scarlet his, Witch is not really called Scarlet Witch either. Right, right. So it's like we're we're going to use them, but only Scarlet Witch will stick around since she's really an Avenger. Right. We'll get rid of Quicksilver. And quick. that'll make her character stronger. Right. And and meanwhile, over in X Men, 
uh, we'll use Quicksilver. They used Quicksilver. They called him Quicksilver. He's clearly Magneto's kid. But right. then also, he doesn't have a twin sister. He's a younger sister. He's a little sister. Yeah, kid sister. It seems unlikely that she just wears red princess outfits. Right. She's just there. Right. Yeah. And I, I am excited for the X-Men universe having that Quicksilver, because I think they did a great job with them. I think they did an excellent job with them. Uh, and I think Fox is really, really up in their game. Oh, yeah. Nick Frank. So, so final thoughts on, on this movie? First timer? Uh, You know what? More minions. I like one. That's my one. Critique. Oh, you need more great minions. You know, if there were more minions in this movie, that you know probably be you know uh, better uh, higher, for higher quality. Okay, I got you. Just you know, minions. So, as a lover of Guardians, and now having seen Winter Soldier. But yeah, seriously, this is this was a fantastic watch, and it was just almost too early in the morning for me to like wrap my head around it. It was just sort of it's like a pretty big movie. Yeah, like I was there, man. It was it was a lot. And uh, it's good you've seen it before Civil War. Yes. Yes. It's good, yeah, that I've been, like, waiting. Cause uh, I've been special to thanks to, there's Ed Brubaker. Bendis Brubaker. Brubaker. Yeah, Colin. Yeah. Steve Epting. A lot of, yeah, quality names, you guys. Don Heck. Good people yeah. to thank. Don Rico. Jason Chu, shout out. Digital artist. Uh, I, it still holds up. It's such a good movie. I can't decide between Guardians and this because they're so different as films and they're both so strong as films. So here's a fun little factoid just to end this on, on trivia. Uh, in the here when they bring up Steve's file, he's just called Stephen Rogers, no middle name. You mm-hmm. can see that on the file. In the World War II era movie, uh, Tommy Lee Jones's character calls him Stephen Grant Rogers at one point. Mm-hmm. In the comics, he was called Stephen Grant Rogers for a while, and then this was revised as actually being a fake alias, tying him to a real Stephen Grant Rogers who had lived, so that if Hydra uh, or other people tried to look up his past. They would think he was that this trail. Stephen Grant Rogers, ah. who had grown up like outside D.C. and had a politician father. That's cool. And they would think that was his fat past. They would not know he was actually Steve Rogers, no middle name, from Brooklyn, who was first-generation Irish with both his parents dead, and that he'd worked in like the, the WPA as an artist for years. Before. I dig that. That's yeah. a cool thing. Yeah, so it's... It's it makes sense that Tom Lee Jones would say that name, and Shield would not have a middle name. Mm. Because Shield knows his real past and name. Yep. So that's a little weird trivia for you, folks. Uh, Nick, uh, you think Civil War is better than Winter Soldier? I think that. Who? Spoiler free. I think that Winter Soldier is a better film. I think that Civil War is the most comic film I have ever seen in my life. And as a comic fan, I enjoyed the comicness. As a film fan, I enjoyed the filmness of Winter Soldier. So they're very different, and I, mean, I love also, them. It's also like saying, well, The Godfather 2 is better. But you need The Godfather 1 to, get to there. inform it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think they're both very different flavors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. They're all amazing, and I am so happy to be alive at a time where I get the option of being upset about which is better that, or not. That's amazing to me. Like, remember when we were kids, and the the live-action Captain America films were such crap, but they were all we had. That was, so, so we loved them. So we loved them just because, like... Those rubber ears, we'll take them. Yeah, we'll take your was, rubber ears. live. Yeah. Whereas, uh, uh, uh... This is what we call a stinger scene. Something you put after the credits. What's happening? Precious cinnamon roll. Who was I? Who am I? Uh, Sebastian Stan is truly a magnificent actor. 
and he can portray so much with his eyes. So much eyeball acting. Like he, if anyone out there, if you've not seen Kings, go watch Kings. Get the DVD. He is amazing in that show. It has been real live chat. Uh, yeah. We now have to prep for our show in half an hour. So uh, thank you all, and uh, we'll see you in thirty. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. catering today. Do you need anything tonight?
your sticker to Mario? Your pocket's been inside out this entire show. That's how the kids wear it. Showing how tall I am. That's, did you not see Back to the Future 2? Hawkins is in because... From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.